You are listening to Success Stalkers Radio, episode 43, with executive coach and millionaire real estate agent, Indelethio Nebaker. Hey, everybody, this is Ian Floyd with the Love and Sensibility Podcast. You know, when I want to get inspired to take action, this is exactly where I come to my girl, Iona Garrett, on the Success Stalkers Radio Show. Welcome to Success Stalkers Radio. I am your host, Iona Garrett. People all over the globe are rewriting the rules to success. They're making money and changing the world. Join me Monday through Friday as I interview today's top entrepreneurs, business leaders, and entertainers that will leave you inspired to take action and achieve success on purpose. Are you ready? Let's dive right in. Okay, let's get started. Welcome to another episode of Success Stalkers Radio. I am your host, Iona Garrett, and I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Mr. Indelethio Indy Nebaker. So, Indy, are you ready to stalk success today? I am ready. All right. I'm I'll... ready to be I'm ready to be guided through the success stalk I love it. Well, you know, Andy, we have a model here at Success Stalkers Radio, and that's until you become successful, stalk others who already are. <laughs> so thank it. you for allowing us to stalk you today. You're absolutely welcome. I hope we learn together. Yes, we will. We will. Well, Indelethio Nebaker is the CEO and executive coach of Empowerment Coaching and Consulting, LLC, where he empowers people in the areas of, of communication, conflict resolution, creative strategic planning, leadership, and motivation. He is also the author of Toxic Ingredients, the top 10 factors that get your kid in trouble. And as a social skills teacher, Indy also taught the PASS program, which is a program to help troubled youth think positively, learn social and life skills, and stay out of trouble. More currently, Indy has joined the Keller Williams Realty family and is now known as the Millionaire Real Estate Agent, where he is the buying agent and marketing specialist. So, Indy, I've given our listeners just a little overview, but I want you to take a minute because we want to get to know you personally today. And then give us an overview of your business. People always ask me, so, Indelethia, what do you do? I'm like, hmm, you have a minute. (laughs) I I do have my hands in a couple different things. uh, My main main business right now is uh, real estate working for Keller Williams, and it's a fantastic opportunity for me. But uh, I also um, still do. I've been doing coaching for 10 years now. Um, I, I created my coaching company, Empowerment Coaching, uh, in 2004. And uh, to, through that, I like working with a diverse uh, group of people. I enjoy working with youth, but I only like working with them with, you know, for a certain amount of time. I, don't, I can't you know, do eight hours a day with them. It, it, that <laughs> will burn me out pretty quickly. So I also like working with uh, leaders and executives. And right now, my... Uh, coaching focus is on um, physician leaders, so doctors that are in uh, leadership positions, not only clinically, but you know over entire departments, and help them with their, their conflict resolution and uh, strategic planning in there. So those are some of the things I do. Okay. I can remember um, when I had a chance to meet you some years ago, and, and I always remembered that you were 
a life coach in, in a sense. And that was kind of like the first time I was ever introduced to the whole coaching world. And and I never forgot about you. And even years later, we kind of, um, not, not, not say disconnected, but, you know, kind of went different directions after at a networking group that we met at. And uh, I don't know if you remember that, but we kind of briefly emailed each other a couple of times and I, I wanted to, you know, to have you become my coach. And um, life got in the way and just some things happened. But I always remembered our conversation. You probably don't even remember this conversation. I, I, <laughs> we were standing uh, next to a bar, I believe, in, uh, in a haircut salon, I think. Yes, we were, but and, but just the words that you use and how you you kind of spoke life into me, and I just never forgot that, and I never forgot about you, and and then lo and behold, Facebook came along, and I was able to find you through Facebook. So so glad that you know we were able to reconnect. The wonders of Facebook, I love it. I know, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> gotta love it. Gotta love it. Well, Andy, we're gonna <clears throat> dive deeper into your journey in just a minute in this interview. But before we do, we always like to start off at Success Talkers Radio with a success quote to really get that motivational ball rolling. So take it away. People have asked me so many times, especially when I started coaching, you know, help me, help me, help me see things differently. And so I came up with the mantra of get out of your head and into your life. And that has spoken to a lot of people because we have this thing in between both of our ears and it's this crazy thing called the brain and it goes Mm -hmm. crazy. In the coaching world, we use the the word sabotage or saboteur and that sabotaging voice. um, And some people say, I don't voice. I have like voices. Well, there's a couple of people out there like that too. They have a a couple more than most. But we do have to get out of our head because we can sit and think and ponder and worry and project and and not stay in the now. And it's like sometimes we just have to get into our life where that means get into action. It doesn't, it doesn't even have to be, you know, life-altering actions. Sometimes just you just need movement and, and not to be sitting there festering in your mind because our minds make things scarier and worse than you know, reality. And so mm-hmm. that's that's what I've given uh, to folks I've worked with over the years is get out of your head and into your life. Good, good. Because I'm glad you said that because I was going to ask if you can give me an example of, of how you've applied, you know, that in your own life. I, I use it daily. I use it daily. <laughs> That's great. Well, Andy, here at Success Talkers Radio, we are all about the story and the journey of our guests. And I know that you've had an amazing journey. Uh, but we want to first focus on, let's say, a failure, a time in your life maybe where you had just a, an incredible challenge where you just maybe fell flat on your face or even flat on your back for that reason. And I want you to take us there, Andy, because we love stories. We want to feel like we are right there with you alongside of you. So take us down to the ground level and then share a lesson that you learned. Yeah, it wasn't too long ago, and I don't know if these are technically failures, but they certainly felt like failures because they they shook up my world and um, made me had to, you know, look at life completely differently. I went through cancer seven years ago, um, and so that was I was 32 years old, you know, 32 cancer, walking with a cane, went through. Wow. 37 radiation treatments, couldn't talk, couldn't eat. Um, that'll shake up your world in a, in a big way. And that's when I stopped. I, I couldn't uh, do coaching. I couldn't work at all at, after that. 
uh, for a while, and then um, and then after that, um, I went through a divorce. So both of those really caused me to pause, and um, I looked. I started reading a lot. I looked. For, I was just looking for answers. Like how did I? How did I get to this place? Like what right, did I do? Right. What did I do wrong? Because you're all, you know, again, your mind getting in out of your head and into your life. Well, I was in my head saying, well, you know, how did I, where did I turn? What, what, where was the wrong turn here? But then I was reminded in the in the Bible that God puts a lot of people in uh, in desert experiences. If you if you're a Bible person and you read your Bible, you you can find a number of examples where God, you know, took people out of their out of their lives mm-hmm. as they knew it and, and placed them literally in, in the desert and for not just a, a week, but, you know, years. And they had to come out of that and reinvent themselves. And if there's ever a book I would love to read, it would be about Moses in the Bible. Because in the Bible we see Moses, he, he kills the Egyptian and he runs off and he goes in the desert and then it says he was there for 40 years. Right. <laughs> okay, I want to read the book about the 40 years of the Right, exactly. <laughs> That's the book I want to read. I want to right. know what's going on with Moses in those 40 years. But all of a sudden we get a burning burning bush. Well, wait a minute. There's a lot <laughs> right. more happening. A lot more happening. That guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then also, guess what? There's a burning bush and I know what to do. <laughs> so, um, yeah, going through that, that experience completely changed me. I When I was in my coaching training, there was a woman on the call of our trainings, and she said one of the most impactful times in her life that gave her the most satisfaction was going through cancer. And at the time, I inside my head, I was like, what the heck are you talking about? What are you talking about? But now I get it. Now I get it, because I, when I was radiated, I had to wear this horrible mask that pinned me down to a table. Because um, they had to zap my spine in the very exact spot, so I was from the shoulders down. I was completely pinned to a table. And after my couple months of going through all that, they asked me, "Do you want that? Do you want that mask?" And at first blush, I was like, "No, that mask is just horrible. I don't want anything to do with it. I just hate it." But then there was this voice inside of me that said, "Well, maybe you need that mask." I do a lot of motivational speaking, and you never, you never know. Well. I didn't know how soon I was actually going to need that mask. Because as I was, you know, walking with my cane down the hall to go out the door, I was holding my mask, and this man comes right up to me. And he doesn't introduce himself. He says, hey, do you, do you have to wear that mask? And I was, I was taken back for a minute. I said, yeah, I, I, have, to take, I have to wear this mask. He goes, yeah, so do I. So today's my first day, and I'm really scared and really worried. And at the end of my treatment, I'm going to lose both of my eyes. And oh, wow. and so I just kind of walked him through my process and how I, you know, endured it. And he thanked me. He's like, man, I'm so glad you're here because I was so worried and I needed someone to talk to. And you were here. Oh, wow. So, you know, God puts you in weird places at weird times. And sometimes you have some crazy props to, you know, point things out. So, I and then I looked at that's powerful. Yeah, and I looked at my situation. I was like, well, I'm still walking. I still have both my eyes. He's a guy. After his radiation, he's going to lose his eyes. So mm, very, wow. very powerful. Puts, really puts things in perspective. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yes. Wow. 
Well, I thank you for sharing it and, and just for being so transparent, you know, with our with our listeners today, Indy. And truly, you are a miracle. I, I thank God that you're still with us. Still here. Yes, you are. Alive and well. I so <laughs> I, I tell it. people the the volume on life has been turned down on me. Things don't get me bent out of shape as much. You know, the little things in life, you know, I, I sell real estate. And you see a lot of people get bent out of shape about a lot of petty things. And, and I just don't go there with them. I'm I'm, I'm able to be the calm, That's cool good. voice for them. You know, as I was listening to your story, it just made me think about, I know you talked about Moses and reading that story, and that would definitely be a good story to read. But it, your story just reminded me of Job, you know, the Job experience. You know, it's like, and you just wouldn't quit. Even though you went through all of that, you know, you still, you know, you didn't give up on God, and you, you still kept persevering. Sometimes you want to. It's like you want to yell uncle, like, okay, I'm... I'm I've had it, I've yeah, had I'm sure. We, I'm sure. We, we joke like uh, James. It says, you know, perseverance. Yeah, I, you know, persevere through things. I was like, if you look in the back of my truck, I have a lot of perseverance to hand out to very people. I got plenty to dish out. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Well, Andy, let's go forward, okay? Yep. I want to transition to the other end of the spectrum, okay? Which is what we call here the aha moment, because just like you've had lessons that you've learned from failures, you've also had amazing ideas that have helped you to become successful today. And if you can, just tell us maybe one or two of those things. And remember, this is a story. We love stories. So make us feel like we're there with you. And then maybe tell us some steps you took to turn that aha moment into success. Certainly. The... Um Early in my career, I started uh, in New York City. I helped create a mission church. I was the staff minister with two other pastors. And uh, 9-11 came, and that's, you know, it was a terrible time for us as a country. And then right. in the aftermath of that, um, our church body, you know, we were just a small little community church. Uh, we were receiving a lot of donations from all over the country from our uh, synod and uh, and people were just wanting to reach out. And it was actually overwhelming. You're, re- you're receiving money, you're receiving clothes, you're receiving boxes of stuff, and people calling you, can we help, can you help? And it was, you know, you, you have to learn how to juggle those resources pretty well. Mm-hmm. The following mm-hmm. year, the anniversary, I, d- I had it on my heart to to come up with an idea that we had to, I felt we had to do something for the city of New York. We ra- we were close to we raised well we didn't raise we were given all the, close to a million dollars maybe it was like nine hundred thousand dollars and we had all this influx of people wanting to come out and help and in, in New York it's hard to find you know places for people to stay for a week you know let alone you have seventy people that you know all of a sudden want to come out and how do you manage that but I so I felt that we really needed to do something special and we had all these sister congregations in the tri-state area and I said if we need to connect with all of our little churches and come together as a group and reach out to our community so and I was known as the visionary guy I've always been the visionary or idea guy um, but in my in my youth my you know my when I started out you know oh I have this great idea and when I went to the powers that be you know they listened to the idea but they kind of shook their head and they said no they didn't really listen. You know, they heard it, but they didn't listen. And I was so upset because I was like, I know I have something here, and I know how to connect these churches and get, you know, not just the pastors involved, but all the, the congregations involved. Well, I slowed down, and I went and made a plan. I really drew out a page-by-page plan. I made a PowerPoint presentation I, outlining the different areas, the different churches, what we would do with 
the money, what we would do with the volunteers. And then I went back to the same people because, again, perseverance. Uh, I don't take no's. I don't take no's very well. So <laughs> I was like, <laughs> no, no is just another opportunity for a yes for me. Right, and right. So I came back with that, you know, laid out plan. And this time they listened and they heard me. And and we got uh, over 90 volunteers. We had, I think, seven to ten churches involved. And wow. even even up till then, I, I had scoffers. I had some of the pastors from outlying areas, you know, saying, oh, this will never work. And if you get a phone call, I'll, I, you know, I'll buy you dinner. You know, they're joking with me. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. my next piece was I documented it. I made a video documentary of the whole process that day. Okay. And I went around with our groups. Cause in New York City, if I listen out there, you know, if you're in New York, you'll know this. Nothing attracts a crowd more than a crowd. So if you have a <laughs> if you have a singer, a, a musician, an artist of some sort doing something, usually that attracts people. Well, we had a, a praise choir come out from Wisconsin Luther College, and I divided those people up into so we had different groups with a musician, and we were all you know I had a pastor in a church with a musician, and then we were, I had them stationed out in different places, Central Park. Grand Central Station, things like that. And they, you know, they didn't believe me at first. Well, 20 minutes into it, I was receiving phone calls. Do you have more prayer books? We need more prayer books. People are tapping us on the shoulders. Can we please have more prayer books? And they didn't want to buy me more prayer books. So we ran out because they didn't believe me. So they didn't want to buy more. And I told them those are what we needed because no one takes handouts. They don't take paper. You'll see your paper all over the subway. But prayer books, they'll give back to you if they don't want them. They will. You're right. Oh, wow. We ran out of those prayer books. They became believers. At the end of the day, I was videotaping them. And to left you, you were right. I can't believe how much of a success this was. One pastor told me, so this is the most people he's seen in 20 years of ministry. But the kicker was, because we had a message on our answer machine in our office, and I played it, and it said, hello, just want to let you know, we received the God Our Refuge prayer book. Got it just in the nick of time. Thanks. Andy, wow. That brought shivers to me all over. I couldn't, that, that made it worth it. But I had to have a plan. I had to, had to, couldn't just have an idea. The idea had to go further into a plan and be, you know, a lot more controlled and focused. And then and people bought in. That is amazing. I love that story. It gave me chills. You should have heard the voice message. I'm sure, I'm sure that was mind-blowing. I'm sure. Well, Andy, let's shift for just a minute because I want to shine a spotlight on you. Can you share with us one of one of your proudest, say, entrepreneurial moments of your career? My proudest entrepreneurial moment? Well, as part of my life goal, I've always wanted to, uh, I wanted to write a book. I wanted to be able to go find my book somewhere else on Amazon or the library or a bookstore. And that was just just what I want, whether it's sold or not, whether people loved it or hated it, I didn't care. I just wanted that. I wanted to have that. And so I was very happy when I wrote my, it's, you know, my little self-help book. It's, it's based on the youth service bureau experience, you know, dealing with the kids coming out of jail. It's very small, but parents come to me all the time saying, what can I do with my kid? Can you talk to my kid? Can you sit down with me and tell me what to do? And so, um, these ingredients from these books, I call them ingredients because as if you read the book and you know, one of the exercises in, in um, our class 
is uh, to tell us how you got in the hot seat, how you got in my class, and the spotlight on that so we can focus on getting away from that behavior. And so it, the, the same symptoms kept coming up over and over. I've been doing this now for eight years. And they keep coming up, so I call them ingredients, and that's what's in that book. They, you know, ten ingredients that get your kids in trouble because I don't care who you are, where, you, what stage in your adolescence life, you know, what your race is, economical background. These, these all pop up, and so uh, I just wanted to highlight that. And so I'm very proud of that moment. You know, it, it's not like I'm a, a bestseller or anything like that, but it, it achieved the goal that I wanted. That you know, at any time. I can I can go click on Amazon. I can see I'm a published author, so I I love that. Right, I'm sure it it can be a bestseller, and and I commend you. Congratulations on you know just starting and completing it. You know um, because that's not everybody can, you know will do that because you had the idea, you know first, and then of course you took action. And yep, you did it. got out of my head and into my life. So kudos, I love it. I love that quote. Thank Andy. you. Definitely, I'm definitely incorporating that into my life now. <laughs> I love it. Well, Andy, you know, being an entrepreneur, it can, it can be tough sometimes, and you know that it can be like being on a roller coaster of emotions. That you know, sometimes you're you're up today, and then within the next twenty four hours, you can be down, frustrated, ready to quit. You know, so if you can share with our listeners, tell them, you know, how do you keep your focus, and how do you keep that end result in mind? One of my um, dear friends, he's kind of a mentor to me, and I'm a mentor to him. We we tell each other, "Have you eaten your frog today? Eat." your frog first and that means get the tough one out get the tough scenario out of the way the tough phone call you got to make the the thing that's you know keeping you up at night that's your frog eat it first get it out of the way because you still got to eat it it's not going away so we so (laughs) you might as well eat it first and get it done so you can get the dessert but and that But if you don't eat your frog, then what's going to happen is you're going to get back into your head, right? And you're going to go through the circus of your mind and listen to those sabotaging voices, and you're not going to be getting into your life. So we will, weekly, we have our check-in call, and and it's, you know, okay, tell me about your frog. Did you eat it yet? Yeah, thanks for reminding me of that. You know, we'll get off the phone and we'll eat our frog. We'll get it done. And I'll tell you, every time you eat the frog first, you, you, you feel so much better. You're so much more productive. And you start, again, it's momentum, it's movement, it's action. That's great. And it's great that you have an account, you know, someone to keep you accountable. You know, let's let's talk about that for just a second because you say you, you, he mentors you, you mentor him. Can you tell our listeners how important it is to have a mentor? It's worth its weight in gold. You know, we are good friends, but we also have business together. Um, he's in another part of the country, but he's still in real estate. And so we, we feel each other's pain, but at the same time, having a mentor um, we do not mince words. And if there's anyone I can recommend, if I can remen- recommend this, you know, for other people, find someone that you can say anything to, talk about anything, and not get hurt feelings. Mm. Whatever he tells me, he's like, I know you don't want to hear this, but I'm going to tell you anyway. And he'll tell me. And on my end, I got to receive it. I got to listen to it, and I got to say thank you. There's right. a great there's a great coach out there. His name is Marshall Goldsmith. I highly recommend him. Uh, you can find him on the internet. He's got a ton of resources. But he talks about getting receiving feedback, and he says, "Shut up, listen, and say thank you." And so, if you can if you can be told the truth, if you can have stuff put in front of you without getting bent out of shape and having hurt feelings and actually listening to that, and sometimes it's not all true. Sometimes you you know you don't have to take it as the gospel in your life. However. Right. You can have someone that can speak to you that way, 
that is going to push you forward. So I have I have that, and we both can say, okay, look, have you thought about this thing? Because this is what I'm thinking you need to look at. And I don't have to be right when I offer my my you know my suggestion. I don't have to be right. I'm not holding on to that. That's the other piece. Mm-hmm. The person giving giving the the advice or the thought, you know, or pointing the thing out, they don't don't hold on to it like it's yours. Put it out there and let them, you know, deal with it. Let them think about it because it, it might hit them, it might not. But sometimes people, you know, hold on to that thing and then it becomes an us versus them thing and then the mentorship doesn't work. True. So it, true. it has to be free-flowing on both sides. Thank you so much for sharing that because it's so important to have a mentor. I've been blessed to to have many, uh, you know, in my in my life, and I have a few right now that really speak into my life. and And I don't always like what they say, you know, but but at the end of the day, you know, I know it's going to help me to grow and it's going to better my life. And and it always, I'm always able to walk away and have a you know that takeaway that I know I don't maybe like this right now, but they have my best interest at heart. So, and it always works out and I always end up seeing, you know what? They were right. You know, so it's it's really important that you said, you know, just shut up, listen and, you know, the S is critical. Critical. And say thank you. Can yes, I add and one say more thing thank to you. That? Sure, yeah. So, here here and there's another example. And this this I can I live a free heart because of this. The baby the day I found out I had cancer, that was an interesting day. I also found out my my uh my father, who I only have met or seen twice in my life, found out he had a heart attack and a, and a um, stroke. And and I didn't want to care because I could care less. He didn't care about me. I didn't care about him. And I was on the phone with uh, a coaching client of mine, and he's also a good friend of mine. And we kind of I, 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 he knew what was going on in my my medical stuff, and I had to share it with him. And uh, and he said, well. I know a good coach that would tell you something. <laughs> and I was mm-hmm. like, okay, here we go. And he said, I got to tell you this. And this is another example of not wanting to really hear what the person had to say, but I had to shut up and listen and say thank you. He mm-hmm. said, you received a phone call that your dad was about to die. You didn't receive a call that he died. So you still have an opportunity. And I told him, I said, I don't want to hear that today. I, I, I told him, word for word, I don't want to hear that today. And I paused and I said, well, I got to listen. And I ended up driving eight hours to Texas that day, seeing my father on his deathbed in ICU. I grabbed his hand. I said, I I forgive you. More importantly, I hope you ask Jesus for forgiveness. Wow. And I left the room and he died two days later. Oh, my. So I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get all upset and then say, no, I'm not listening to you. I know I stopped. I paused. And now I can look people in the eye and I can tell you the story today. And I'm not going to tell you, I wish I had gone. I wish I had learned my lesson. I wish I had listened to that advice. No, no. I can tell the story and say, I went and I did it. And my heart is clean because of that. I don't have to live the rest of my life saying, man, I wish I would have done blah, 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 blah. But sometimes you got to listen and just, and go, you know, go against that little whiny voice inside of yourself. Wow, what a powerful story. And now you're free. I'm free. You know, you're free. Yes, you're free. Oh, my gosh. Can't put a dollar on that. Wow. Can't put a dollar figure on that. You cannot. Andy, thank you so, so much. I can't tell you enough how much I appreciate you just being transparent today, you know, with our listeners, because so many people are going through so many things today, so many challenges in life. And and our show is primarily about, you know, entrepreneurship. 
But it's about life, too, because, you know, even though you're in business, you still have a life and we have real issues. So, you know, I have to create, you know, a show that we can have people like yourself that come on that are successful, but that are willing to share the good, the bad and the ugly, you know, with our listeners. And because that's what we all need in order to grow. Yeah, being an so entrepreneur. Thank you for, for doing that. You're welcome. Thank you. Being an entrepreneur. Yeah, life happens and you have to you have to be able to manage that stuff so you can be successful. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Andy, can you tell us any new projects that you're working on right now that you're, say, currently excited about? Yes, I'm very excited about uh, the Keller Williams opportunity in front of me and um, want to share with your listeners the um, the growth share that Keller Williams Realty is involved in. Uh, Keller Williams is a, is a global company, and I was um, invited to be on a special call about their growth plan and what's taking place there globally. And so the beautiful, the beautiful thing about Keller Williams is that they're really agent-focused. They want to focus on their agents and help them be successful. They're always looking for the win-win, for the win for the client and the agent, for the agent and the other agent involved, for all three okay. parties involved. And so um, they want us to win as, as part of being a part of their team. And um, so what I'm looking for is entrepreneurs that would like to consider Keller Williams. We are looking for, when it comes in terms of growth, the growth plan or growth share, they call it, um, we're looking for uh, entrepreneurs in other countries that would consider uh, being a national franchisee of Keller Williams. Oh, wow. There's a, number of, there's a number of countries out there that have no Keller Williams franchise um, established right now. Okay. And um, some of those countries... There's none in Central and South America at all. Um, so like an emerging uh, population and uh, economy like Brazil would be a fantastic place to have a Keller Williams franchise. Um, it's just a, you know, as, as an idea. Um, so the, what they're looking for is someone who is entrepreneurial, um, that can get along with people, and has um, some real estate background, interest, or is connected to people that have uh, real estate background or interests. Okay. Um, so that they can, because again, you're, you'll be a, they will be a franchisee of, of Keller Williams, and they have to build a team to uh, you know go out into their areas. So um, wow, what a great opportunity! It's a big opportunity. It's a huge opportunity. And um, all I have to, all I do is connect the dots. So I will connect, people connect with me and I don't have a ton of information nor am I really supposed to because I'm supposed to hand them to the parent company. Uh, Chris Heller is his name and I get them involved with him and his department. So um, I just need to be the sponsoring agent. So people name me as their, people name me as their sponsoring agent and I get them connected, and uh, they have a, you know, there's no obligation. If it's something that people are, ser- would seriously consider, they get in touch with me. I think you already have some of my information on your website. Um, and then, we, you know, there's a simple little form, and then they just have a dialogue. They have to have a conversation and see where it goes. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But there's no obligation. That, you know, if you're truly interested, email me, call me, and, uh, and I can help connect the dots for you. 
Good. Well, we're going to definitely put that information. We're going to put that information and talk a little bit more before we end uh, here in just a few minutes. But, you know, I want to say this to our listeners that, you know, this is a great opportunity, um, you know, that that Indoletheo is is offering. So, you know, I implore you to contact him and we're going to give his information in just a moment so that you can reach out to him, whether you're in the U.S. or all over the, the globe, even because we do have listeners, uh, Indy, that listen all, all over the the world now to us so on the phone with people in the philippines i've been on, uh, on the phone with colombia ireland uh qatar um so i yeah i'm 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 re- reaching out there and so there's the growth share and then there's the profit share where if you don't want to be the actual franchisee owner but you actually you just want to you may be looking for a new career you want to get into real estate give me a call i'll find a, a lo- you know wherever you're located in the world i can find a keller williams um, team leader for you to connect to. And again, you just have to name me as your sponsoring agent and uh, you can have a conversation and, and you can get started that way too. You don't have to actually go that franchise route. You can actually just be an agent um, and I can get you get you connected that way as well. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, we're going to get make sure we uh, give them your information uh, right in just a minute when we finish. But we have reached my favorite part of this interview, and that's what we call here, Indy, the success round. And what this is, this is a segment match of questions. So what I want to do is throw some questions at you, and then I want you to come back at me with some knockout answers. Fair enough? Fair enough. All right. So what was it that held you back from becoming an entrepreneur before you started, Indy? Uh, fear fear and uh, wondering how the heck I'm going to make money. But I've always, I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit inside me. I just, I always have. But then uh, to get really serious about it was I, and this is the learning. I did not take marketing as seriously as I should. And that, that was my, that was a failure. So that's, I didn't, nothing held me back from being an entrepreneur because I'm, I'm ready to go after things. <laughs> I, I, I like being my own boss and I, I love, you know, conquering things that's not that's not a problem for me you know so there's a little bit of fear in there but you know it's just fear of i gotta pay bills but that's it yeah (laughs) right well what would you say to someone who because most times fear stops people from starting you know from even getting started we have people that are listening right now you know to this show that are fearful they want to do it but they don't really know how to get out of that is there something you could give a piece of advice you can give them real quickly just to maybe overcome that fear to just step out and do it yeah, well, again, the, my mantra: get out of your head and into your life. But just and but a reminder, and this comes from my you know my mentorship talks. You know, longevity breeds success. Longevity breeds success. So you got to persevere. You got to keep at it. You got to keep trying. You you can't just jump from one ship to the next, and then the next, and the next. So eventually, you're gonna find your thing, and it might be for a season. I don't know. You know, it doesn't mean it's your lifelong thing, but longevity breeds success. We talk about that constantly on my phone calls. That's good. And that kind of leads me to my next question. I was going to ask, what is the best business advice you've ever received? I don't know if that was it, but that's it. And what's again, the best business advice? Your, eat, <laughs> I'm telling you, eat your frogs. Because everything else is just, it, it's just getting things off your checklist. But the, the, yeah, the, that's true. the hardest thing is this thing called your mind. It, it goes and swirls around you. And um, I, I can't eat your frogs. <laughs> stick to stick to something and have you know longevity will bring breed that success. But you have to give it time and you got to put the effort in. You have to. Yeah, that's good. Thank you. Well, what can you share with our listeners and, and uh, maybe a personal habit that you have that you believe like attributes to your success? Maybe something you do on a daily basis. Is there something you do? 
Uh, I make a list of everyone I need to f- I make a phone call to okay. every day. I, it's part of my eating my frogs. So I'm like, I'm, that's good. Cause I sleep normally. I sleep pretty well at night cause I've already taken care of the things I need to take. You know, I, I, I'm living mm-hmm. this eat the frog thing. So I wake up, <laughs> put it down on paper and I, I go at it and, and then that's I'm good. done. I, I, I'm exhausted everything in my brain. So I'm good. I love that. I'm, I'm incorporating that ASAP. Eat the frog. It just eat your frog first. Get it out of the way. I love that. Is that is that a book, Andy? Isn't there a book out there? Is that Brian Tracy? I don't know. I him, I think. It's called name? Eat That Frog. I think I, I've, I've heard friend, it. it might be. My friend Dave, he's just a, he's just told me, eat your frog. <laughs> I'm like, all right. <laughs> all right, just eat the frog. <laughs> well, what, book, have, what book I, did you? I didn't have to read the book I'm to sorry. understand that. <laughs> right. Well, now that we're talking about books, Andy, what book could you recommend to our listeners? Yeah, there's two. There's a fantastic. Okay, so there's the Bible, and then there's my coaching Bible. Mm-hmm. It's called Fifth the Fifth Discipline. That's the book, but then it's the field book. The Fifth Discipline Field Book. It's a red, big, thick book. Okay. okay. It's fantastic. It is. And who is it by? Uh, a number of people, but the main guy is Peter Sange. Peter Sange. Okay. It is a compilation oh, of okay. CEOs, managers, directors putting um, different exercises and thoughts, and it's surrounded by systems theory. I And you don't read it from front to cover. You can open it up. It's got a, it's a wonderful book. It's got a ton of resources, and I coach from it all the time. It helps people with dialogues, having con- hard conversations about mind mapping, um, about conflict resolution. It's it's a fabulous book. So that's, that's like a very concrete book. And then... But I, and when I coach people, I also say you really need to balance yourself out. And, and so a lot of times I have very dogmatic, very structured people, and, and it's good to a point. There's this other side to it, this kind of people-feeling person that needs to be balanced out. And a, this book is called, I think, like Leonardo da Vinci. It's an abstract mm-hmm. book, but mm-hmm. it'll help you start seeing things a little bit more creatively, um, and things okay. a little bit more to life. You know, in your thought process and your life, it'll get you experiencing all of your senses, which I find is very important to bring into your life. Because you can be all about business, 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 but at the end of the day, you know, you become kind of boring, and and and, and people don't listen to that because all you're doing is you know being a taskmaster, sure. master, and all right, this will right, well, right. this will round you out, and I I recommend that to uh, that's good. And who is it by? You know, I don't have the name of that author. Uh, I don't know. But okay. I'll, I'll look at it. How to think there. like Leonardo da Vinci. There's a workbook okay, and there's it. a regular book. Fabulous. Fabulous. Okay. And what about your book, Indy? What about your book? How can I Oh, on Amazon.com. You can look under Inspiring Indie or uh, Toxic Ingredients, the top 10 things, top 10 factors that get your kids in trouble. Good deal. And we'll make sure we add your book as well to your show that. notes page as well uh, with a link to. Yeah, with a link to your book, most definitely. Well, we have reached my final question, and it is a doozy. I hope you're ready. (laughs) So I want you to first just imagine, Indy, that you woke up tomorrow morning, let's say in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. And let's say you still have all the same knowledge and experience you currently have today. Your food is taken care of, your shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and, let's say, $500. What would you do? In the next seven days, I would join and visit as many referral groups or uh, 
networking groups as possible. When I started my coaching business, I joined a group called BNI, the Business Network International Institute, uh, Networking Group, and I still mm-hmm. have that's that's ten years ago. Right. I still have friends and contacts that have blossomed because of that group, and I, I only belonged to it for three three years. But because of that, that got me connected to people, and they they helped me through my cancer. I mean, yeah, unbelievable. You know, if you only have a wow. few dollars and you wow. want to get started, go meet people. I tell people all the time, and I, I guess I forgot to add this into my tools uh, question, but there's another tool I suggest. It's the DISC model, D-I-S-C model. You can do a free version online and find out a little bit about your personality. Okay. And how with other people's personality, but a lot of the, a lot of the population mm-hmm. are these quiet, reserved, slow thinkers. Thirty-five percent to seventy percent of the population are those people. Well, they are the ones that need to get out and talk to people and and rub shoulders with people, visit with people, and have people experience them. So that's what I would tell people: go have people experience you, and you go experience them. If you need to get things happening quickly, and you know, you know, time is a factor, money is a factor. Go out and meet people. Love it, love it, love it, love it, Indy. Thank you so much. You know, there's a reason why I ask that question to all of our guests, and it's amazing that you know you guys always answer. You answer different, but you answer the same, and the, I love it because you know, as entrepreneurs or anyone getting ready to start a business, or if you're already in business, you're in the people business and don't get it twisted you are in the people, people business, business so you have to build relationships and you have to get out and, and experience people like you said and let them experience you so that is why i asked that question because it it really helps to extract you know that you have to get out there and meet people so that is a great answer thank you so much and get excited about them get excited about yeah them. what are you hey what are you doing oh really cool i didn't know about that tell me more about that here's what i'm doing and all of a sudden, boom, you put some ingredients together because you're rubbing shoulders and here. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I have a mentor that always says, you know, people, all, when you look at people, they, everybody has a blinking light on their chest that says, make me feel special. So when you go up to someone, and I never forgot that I love it. And it's true. We, we all want to feel special. And if you're networking with someone, you know, like you said, be genuine, be excited about what they're doing, because they're going to just open up everything to you, you know, just share everything with you, you know, and you could possibly create a friendship, you know, and, and that's what you want to do anyway, you know, because it's really about friendship marketing. So when I was in my last year of college in New York City, I had a journalism class. And one of our, our assignments was to go do a story on something we had no knowledge of zero knowledge. Yikes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I found that the in, there was the Indian club having, uh, you know, the East Indians from Asia, they were having their club that day at whatever time, mm-hmm. one o'clock. I show up. I'm the only one in the room. No one's there. I was early. All of a sudden people come in. I'm the only white guy in the room. There's all Indians and I'm the only <laughs> white guy and no one's talking to me. Zero. Bro, <laughs> what are you doing here? Like, who are you? And so that could be uncomfortable. I changed that as an opportunity to get curious about them. I also, they had food and I love food. So I, I went up to them. I said, hey, <laughs> what's this? I just pointed What's this? What is this? What's this food here? Tell me about your food. You want to know about my food? Yeah, I want to know about your food. Started talking about their food, started eating with their food. All of a sudden they're telling me stories about their friend and their family. And that guy's mad over in the corner because blah, 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 blah. All of a sudden, everyone, <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm, I was dancing with them and, and with their music and eating food. I love it. 
So sometimes you just got to put yourself out there, rub shoulders with people, get curious with them, ask them questions, get interested in them, and and it'll all take off. Mm, what a great story. You're a great storyteller. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And you're, you're so right on because I know myself as I'm an African-American woman, but I've been in situations like that where it's like, okay, I'm the only African-American in the room and it can be quite uncomfortable, but I'm I'm one that's not just going to, you know, I used to be very shy growing up, but now I'm, you know, I've grown and I know that I can strike up a conversation just by giving someone a compliment, you know, and from there it just goes, just like you said. And I'm telling you, it's it's easy now. I can pretty much talk to anybody. Anybody. And, you know, and getting back to networking really before we end, that's how you and I met, remember? We I was met just going to say the same uh, thing. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's how we met. And that was what, oh, gosh, probably over 10, well, maybe not it's, 10 years ago. Yeah, nine, maybe, possibly. Yeah, nine or 10 years ago. Yep. Yeah, it's been a while. So, and now look, here we are. Here we so are. Networking is, is powerful. It is so powerful. Can't say enough about that, so thank you. It's not just theory, I'll tell you that. You're right. Well, Indy, it has truly been uh, just so inspiring hearing about your journey today. And before we end, if you can just give our listeners one last parting piece of guidance and then share the best way they can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. I've already alluded to it, but the, the idea of getting curious, getting curious before you make your opinion, before you make your assumption, getting curious about you know what's in front of you, getting curious about what the who the person is in, in, in front of you and what they're saying and how they're acting. You might not always like it, but you don't have to, you know, make your decision right away. Get curious, ask questions. And, and that will breed, you know, an opportunity for you maybe to, you know, touch that person. They may touch you in one way or another. But get curious. Turn off, turn off all those sabotaging voices in your head. Get into your head. Or get out of your head and into your life and get curious. I, 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 people pay me to coach them on a monthly basis, and I'm telling you, I, that is the heart of it, getting curious about the situation. That's good. Thank you. And, and how can our listeners find you? Uh, well, you can find me on Facebook. I'm, my, I'm only the only Indelethio out there. It's I-N-D-E-L-E-T-H-I-O. Or you can email me at indie dot n-e-b-e-k-e-r at gmail.com those are probably the two fastest ways to get in touch with me okay good deal thank you so much well indy i know our listeners have gotten some great takeaways and nuggets from you today i know i certainly have and and they can also find the links to everything that we've been chatting about uh at successtalkersradio.com slash indy nebaker and it will all be there on the show notes page so Again, Andy, we just really appreciate you and just for being so generous with your time today. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, you're very welcome. And for all of our listeners that's tuning in today, thank you for tuning in. And until our next episode, remember to keep stalking success. Well, that'll do it for another episode of Success Stalkers Radio. If you'd like to hear more from these inspiring entrepreneurs and entertainers, be sure to subscribe to the Success Stalkers Radio podcast on iTunes. And if you found value in this episode, give us a review, hopefully five stars. You may also visit us at successstalkers.com. Leave us a comment. We love to hear from you.